اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم honorable ulama respected elders brothers mothers sisters beloved youth the esteemed listeners of radio ansar international sirius fm and markaz sahaba the voice of ahlu sunnah wal jamaa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh all praise is due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam today alhamdulillah rabbil alamin is the 22nd of jumad al akhira 1445 With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, our topic today, we focus on Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. What challenges, what's the history, what's the virtue? So many issues. So Masjid Al-Aqsa, we believe, is the second masjid to be built. And the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. First masjid to be built was the Baytullah Kaaba Musharrafa. Forty years after that was Masjid Al-Aqsa. Thereafter, we find Masjid al-Haram, Baytullah, was renovated, refurbished by Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam. And Masjid al-Aqsa was renovated, refurbished by Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam. The hadith is mentioned in Sunan Nasai in Sahih ibn Khuzayma. Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam reconstructs Masjid al-Aqsa. And thereafter, brothers, sisters, esteemed listeners, begs Almighty Allah for three things. Dua number one, surah number 38, and verse 35. Rabbi fili wahabli mulkan la yambaghi li ahadim min baadi innaka antal wahab. O Almighty Allah, grant me such a magnificent kingdom. You will not grant anybody such a magnificent kingdom after me. Innaka antal wahhab. You are the best of givers, O Almighty Allah. Fa'atahu iya. Allah Jalla wa la granted that to him. So it shows that Almighty Allah Jalla wa la is teaching us a lesson. Whatever we want, we must beg Almighty Allah Jalla wa la. And he had control over the wind, over the jinnat, over the birds. So many things all enshrined, mentioned in the noble Qur'an. Second dua he made after the renovation, refurbishing of Majid al-Aqsa. Uwati'u hukmi hukmak. Ya Allah, when I pass your verdict, when I pass a verdict, it must concur with your verdict and your judgment of Almighty Allah. You see in the English language, they stole this from us. They say when you want to solve a problem, you need the wisdom of Solomon to resolve and solve this predicament and this dilemma and so forth. So it's taken from this hadith. Quran Sharif teaches us there's no time. And the hadith Sharif teaches us how Nabi Dawood the father passed the verdict. On the same issue, the son Nabi Sulaiman passed a different verdict. And all Allah says, yes, the verdict of Nabi Sulaiman is better. فَفَهَمْنَاهَا Sulaiman. The Qur'an Sharif teaches us a greater understanding of the issue was granted to him, to Nabi Sulaiman Oh, you South Africans, oh, you people, 
See the third dua he made. Man ata hadal bayt. La yuridu illa salata fi. Whoever comes here to Aqsa al-Mubarak, there in Palestine, in Al-Quds, Baytul Maqdis, Baytul Muqaddas, la yuridu illa salata fi. With no hidden agenda, ulterior motive. Raja'aka yawmin waladatu ummuhu. That he will come back so pure and clean, cleansed from his sins like the day his biological mother gave birth to him. You see, I'm in a masjid. I just drink water now in front of you. Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah writes in his fatawa kitab, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, he was the sahabi who performed 1,000 umrahs, 60 hajj, and he, liberate, and he emancipated, liberated 1,000 slaves. Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah writes regarding this hadith, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma is inside Masjid al-Aqsa, and people offered him, you the Sahabi, the companion of the Master, drink this water. He said, no. I will drink the water outside the masjid because the Master Habibuna is permissible, no problem. But their taqwa and piety was to such a high degree. He said, the Master, said, la yuridu illa salatafi. That you go to Masjid al-Aqsa with the sole exclusive intention of performing salat there. Imagine. So that's already one virtue. Second virtue is still holidays now. You don't even require visa or anything. Ummah Salama radiallahu ta'ala reports, Qala al-Nabiyyul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man ahalla bi hajjatin o umratin min al-Majid al-Aqsa, who goes to Aqsa al-Mubarak, and there you fasten the ihram, meaning you make your intention inside Majid al-Aqsa, male and female. Then three things will happen. Your previous sins will be forgiven. Your future sins will be forgiven. And Jannah will be, rest assured for that person, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah. She, the hadith in Abu Dawood. Go open Ibn Majah. All these are hadith kitab. She, the honorable wife of the Master, came from Medina Munawwara and with a mahram and so forth. And then she fastened ihram in Aqsa al-Mubarak and then went to Makkah and performed Umrah. So see, these are great, great lessons for all of us. Sahaba used to come especially from Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina Munawwara, other places to Al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. Chapter number 3 and verse number 81. All Allah speaks of Aqsa al-Mubarak if you understand the glory, the beauty, the style, the diction of the noble Qur'an. Allah Jalla wala took a pledge, a covenant from all the prophets and then told them, see the last and final messenger and Prophet Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa will come. And what will he do? He, the final messenger, Mustafa Rasulullah will come to confirm the message of all the previous prophets and messengers. Meaning that what message of Tawheed that we must worship one Almighty Allah, believe in the prophets and messengers, believe in the books, all the divine scriptures, Believe in the angels. He will confirm all that. So what must you do? You must bring Iman on him and you must assist him. Now how are they going to meet Nabi alayhi salam? 
Allah Jalla Wala in His infinite grace and mercy on the occasion of Isra and Mi'raj. Isra, the journey from Makkah Mukarramah to Masjid Al-Aqsa. Open the beginning of the 15 Supara, 15 Jews. Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-Masjid al-Haram ila al-Masjid al-Aqsa. Beginning of 15 Supara, 15 Jews, beginning of chapter 17, verse 1, Surah Bani Israel. Allah speaks of this miraculous nocturnal journey. Habibuna Rasulullah comes and remember what the Buraq, that was the Mubarak, blessed, honorable means of conveyance. And then when the Master came, the Anbiya met Habibuna Rasulullah this is Majlul Aqsa. The way you are facing, that is Qibla. So to make it easy for you. So, there in that corner there, your right hand side, so remember that is called Jidarul Buraq. That is where the Buraq Mubarak was fastened. Today when you go there, you will find the Jutlas, the Zionists, what they did, they already usurped that wall. And they occupied that territory. And they call it Al-Jidar. What they call it? Al-Ha'itul Mabki. The Wailing Wall. And the Muslims cannot even claim it now. They say, no, it belongs to them. So slowly, slowly, they're already occupying certain parts of Majlul Aqsa, like the example I gave you. So you should be aware of all these things here. So there is not a place in Aqsa Al-Mubarak, my brothers. Aqsa is not the structure only. When you've been and you go there, inshallah, then you will see the huge, huge walls everywhere. And you will find that all Allah Jalla Allah has preserved it over the centuries. 36 acres of land and from the beginning till the ending, all is Aqsa. And what do you find? There's not an inch, there's not a centimeter, millimeter. That way a Nabi did not make Ruku Sajda there where an angel did not praise and glorify Almighty Allah. So the whole land, remember, is Mubarak land. Quran Sharif says, it's not only Mubarak land for Palestine. Allah says it is Mubarak land for the entire world. Open the Quran Sharif and see chapter number 21 and verse 71, what Almighty Allah says. وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَلُوتًا إِلَى الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي بَارَكْنَا فِيهَا لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we rescued him. Khalilullah Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam and his nephew Lut alayhi salatu salam Abraham and Lot. We have many non-Muslim listeners. So Abraham, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Lot. So Ibrahim was in Canaan, and he was there in Sodom and Gomorrah. That is Lot, Lut alayhi salam. Allah jalla wala rescued them from the enemy. Allah made that land barakna filled with barakah and blessing. And for who? Lil alameen. For all the people in the world. Therefore, brothers, sisters, esteemed listeners, it's our aqidah, our belief structure. If there is no real peace and justice in in Jerusalem and in Palestine, then you won't find peace and justice in the whole world. Always there will be problems. Therefore, you all should read this work. Jerusalem, in English it is, and anybody wants it, you contact me, just send me a message, and we'll send you a PDF copy. 
Jerusalem, the key to world peace. 071-888-1184. And in that way there, all Allah will make it easy so we understand what we Muslims say, Jerusalem. What the Jews say, the Jews also have written, contributed to that book. The Christians, what they say. So all different religions, but very, very well written and so forth. And the information is excellent. So remember this, that is the land we are speaking about. So what challenges are we facing, my brothers? My complaint to all Allah is about the Ummah today. We can continue with the Fadail and virtues. There's no problem with that. But we need to speak what is happening now and what happened in the past 50, 70, 75 years since the Israeli apartheid terrorist Nazi regime took over in 1948. Till now, it's 75 years, so you must remember that. So, my brothers, I want to draw your attention to one incident. Because they want a repeat of this, they want a replay of this. Now, those of you who've been there, you will know exactly what I am saying. It is Ramadan. It is the year 1994, okay? So, you must remember that. So, Fajr time... Day it was the 16th of Ramadan, it was Saturday morning, Fajr time, Masjid is packed to capacity. I read Salat there, the area is called Hebron, the area is called Masjid Khalilul Rahman. When you enter the Masjid, on the left hand side, Nabi Ibrahim is buried there, Nabi Ishaq is buried there, Nabi Yaqub is buried there, their honorable spouses are buried next to them there. So therefore, it's called Masjid Ibrahim, Khalilul Rahman, and it's called Hebron and so forth. The Mosque of the Patriarchs in English, they translate it. The Masjid, I read Salat there with Allah's help in 89 and 92. The entire Masjid is our Masjid. Now, in 1994, 16th Ramadan, Saturday morning, a person came, super terrorist, Baruch Goldstein. You see this Minister of Security, he is called Ben Gweh, Etimar Ben Gweh, 100% super terrorist. According to Israeli law also, they charge him for terrorism, which is very rare there. But nevertheless, they were partners in crime. They said, we must do something against the Palestinians, and we must shake, their, shake them to the core. So they're all facing Qibla, obviously. Salat is on Fajr time. Baruch Goldstein comes with a gun, with a Uzi, he speaks to the guards and so forth. And cold-blooded murder inside the masjid, he shoots them. And in sujood, in the ruku, in qiyam, whatever posture they were in, they then fell down. They martyred 29 of them, became shuhada inside the masjid. They became martyrs inside the masjid. Others succumbed to the injury, the eventual death toll, plus minus 70 people. What they did with Baruch Goldstein, our Muslims got all of him, killed him, dispatched him straight to Jahannam and the hellfire. The Israeli apartheid regime built a big mausoleum, and remember they say that he is one of the greatest soldiers of Israel. This happened, brothers, in 1994, during Ramadan, Saturday morning, during Fajr Salat. So we know the date, all the circumstances. When I went again in 98, so I've been there five times with the help and mercy of all Allah. I see the masjid is partitioned. They came, 
they murder our people in our masjid while they're reading salat and then they steal and occupy our mosque. It's well known. You must remember that. What did the Arab countries do? What did the Muslim countries do? Absolutely nothing. They kept silent. So imagine they just came and they partitioned it and so forth. And if you know, they have what they call the Sabbath. A Sabbath, Quran speaks about it. How we have, our, tonight will be the 23rd of Jumad al-Akhirah. The night precedes the day. So remember, they have Saturday called their Sabbath. When it comes to Friday night, Maghrib time and so forth, the Muslims are not even allowed in the Muslim section. They take over the whole thing. Now, if that is not terrorism, then what is terrorism? You steal our masjid, you occupy it, and then you prevent us, remember, from even praying in our portion and so forth. Now, you must understand, we're talking of Aqsa. So this is the whole plan now. You need to contextualize and understand what really is happening now. So what is happening is that they, they they call themselves the temple movement. They call themselves the temple movement. Every day they're busy doing some atrocities, committing some crimes. So they're telling their politicians that what we did in Hebron, we can do the same thing in Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. So what is that? Now the whole area, 36 acres, where all the walls are, all that is Aqsa. But if you look at the structures and the buildings, so majestically in front. And Madam is Qubba to Sahara, the dome of the rock. And that is where the golden dome, Surah Yasin, inscribed there, built by Abdul Malik bin Marwan. From that portion, that place, he Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu went up for the Mi'raj Mubarak physically, bodily, in the state of awakeness. That is our unanimous belief of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. But these Jutlas, what they say, the temple movement, that that Qubbat al-Sahra, that iconic sign and so forth of the golden dome, remember they want to remove it, demolish it, and they want to replace it with the Heikale Sulaimani, the temple of Solomon, and that's what they call Temple Mount. When you read your media and they speak of Temple Mount, what we call Dome of the Rock, they call Temple Mount. So Temple Mount means that we could, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, they want to demolish, abolish the Qubba to Sahra and replace it. Just today, just today, brothers, if you are on my groups, if you are on my Telegram account, if you are on my ex Twitter account, I sent it out from their sources. Now all their soldiers who are going to Gaza, they are putting the sticker for them on their uniform. That this is the temple we are going to build there in Masjid al-Aqsa at the back portion. You see what they are doing? That they are already preparing their people to show that this is what we are going to do. You Ummah, you need to wake up from our slumber. There's so many things happening, remember, right in Aqsa al-Mubarak, but we're still going on as everything business as usual. In 1967, let me just give you three, four incidents quickly because time is limited. In 1967, Moshi Dayan came. Moshi Dayan is the Dajjal. You know he used to wear that covering on his eye. They understood because he was injured. So we used to call him the small Dajjal. 
So then they took control over, you must remember, Jerusalem and many other places. In 69, pay attention, in 1969, an Australian Jutla terrorist came, Dennis Rohan, his name, Dennis Rohan. He entered the masjid, well prepared everything, and what he did, he came here to the mimbar, to the pulpit, that pulpit that was Nuruddin Zanki's pulpit. It lasted there and stayed there for more than a thousand years, made of wood, and not one nail was knocked into it. He targeted the mimbar and he burnt it. When the flames went to the ceiling of Aqsa al-Mubarak, the Israeli apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, outside they closed the depths, so the Palestinians could not enough, get enough water to extinguish that fire and so forth, you must remember. So a great portion of the masjid and ceiling and all that burnt and so forth. Now obviously it is replaced. But how many a person today goes to Aqsa, but he does not know what happened to the member of Aqsa al-Mubarak? We should know all these things there. And you must remember they have a rabbi. In 1980 he came. And a crazy chap, even in Israel, they consider them to be a crazy. They call them extremists. We call them super terrorists. That they came with bombs and everything there to blow up the whole Masjid al-Aqsa in 1980. This is Allah's fadl, Allah's karam, Allah's mercy. That they were caught out and so forth and so on. So like that, you must remember, so many incidents are taking place. Today, the Western media, they tell you, no, you Muslims, you Hamas, you Palestinians, you started it. 7th October, you went and attacked our people, 1,000 plus people. So we say, now, you are giving half truth and half lies again. This is your habit. Quran Sharif tells us about the Jutlas and about these people here yeah, and their media also. When they speak, they speak how? They speak with a forked tongue. That, remember, they won't speak the truth. Two quick examples. When they speak, they'll speak with a forked tongue. They will say, we want peace. But it's not P-E-A-C-E. It's P-I-E-C-E. How to steal and occupy more land of the Palestinians. In time of Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, in Medina Munawwara, there were many Jews. There were three tribes there of the Jews. Each one got expelled eventually because of their treachery. When they heard the Muslims, you must remember, coming and making salam to the Master, alayhi salatu salam, assalamu alaykum, then, oh, wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa would reply. Now the Jutla would come, see, listen to what I'm saying, and would speak with the folk tongue. They would say, assalamu alaykum, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. They would omit the lamb. Assam means death upon you. You see what they did? They came to the master, alayhi salatu salam, and said, Assamu alaykum. So Quran speaks of this. When they come to you, Ya Rasulullah, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi they greet you, not in a manner that Allah greets you. Allah says, soon we will punish them for Bi'is al-Masir and they'll be dispatched to the worst, worst places. See right in the presence of the Master, salam, what they did. But Mustafa sallallahu received wahi and said, wa alayk. And same to you, the death is upon you. 
Now, I'm coming to the final conclusion. You must never be apologetic. You must understand the real politics. They will tell you about 7 October. We tell them, go back three days. 7 October 2023 was a Saturday. Go back, you must remember, to the 4th, that Wednesday. Hamas told you, Israeli Jutlas, this is our red line. Don't enter Masjid al-Aqsa. But on that Wednesday, more than 500 Jutla settlers entered Masjid al-Aqsa. They desecrated the sanctity of Aqsa al-Mubarak. That Wednesday fourth. So then, on the fifth, that Thursday, more than 1,000 of them entered. The year 2023 has just finished. Obviously, you're not aware of this. More than 43,000 Jutla settlers, Mustawtinin, entered Al-Aqsa al-Mubarak throughout the course of the year. On that Thursday alone, the 5th of, remember, October, more than 1,000 entered. Hamas said, enough is enough. Now we're going to teach you a lesson. Friday came, thousands of people there. Saturday, they were having their Sabbath. They were having their festival, whatever else they were having. And Hamas launched their attack. And we are very proud of Hamas that they dispatched them straight to hell. More than thousand of them. We never will apologize for the truth. You must remember. You put us for 16, 17 years in an open prison. You put us in a concentration camp. And you control the air, the sea. You control the land. You control everything here. Whenever you want, then you can just close it up. Whether it be electricity, whether it be the water, whether it be the fuel, whether it be the medication. So that is why you must know this person's name, Yahya Sinwar. Yahya Sinwar was in jail, in the apartheid Israeli jail for 22 years. In the period there, he mastered the Hebrew language. All the underground tunnels, the tunnels there in Gaza, you must remember, are larger than the whole city of Tel Aviv. And he's controlling it. Till today, Wallahi, I'm in this masjid. I'm telling you, today the news broke. You must remember, eight, nine, ten thousand Jutlas. They gone to hospital, they gone here and there. And you must remember that they are injured forever. They won't tell you all these type of things. So on the ground, our people are winning. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. But you must remember the aerial bombardment is going on, all that is going on. Quickly, you see young some masoom children like our youngster here. I mentioned this incident many a time, but some of you didn't hear it. I went in 1992, we were invited 15, 16 ulama. There was a, yeah, we were still under apartheid. And remember that it was one, two days left before we were returning. So there was a youngster facing, I was facing Majid al-Aqsa, the youngster, eight, nine years old, was facing me. His name, Ka'aqa. So I told him, Ka'aqa, you come with us, we'll take you to Junubi Africa, South Africa. In the morning, we'll enroll you in school. In the afternoon, you go madras. I like the system we all went through. See the youngster, nine years old boy. The answer he gave, the tears started rolling. He said, Sheikh, you speaking of your Junubi Africa, if I leave here, who will protect and defend Masjid al-Aqsa? These are the iman of our children. When they see the Israeli army, the Israeli diaper force, the Israeli diarrhea force, 
Then remember they are hiding here and there. They got nothing. Only iman in their hands. And they have the stones. And then they start throwing from all directions. And what that they say? Hey, Jutla, Khaybar, Khaybar, Ya Yahud. Oh, Jutla, you remember Khaybar, remember Khaybar. But a Muslim of today doesn't know what is Khaybar. In the seventh year of the Hijrah, in the month of Muharram, Mustafa gave the banner and the flag to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu wardah. And then the battle ensued. Ninety-four jutlas were dispatched to hell. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu wardah. His title is Fatih Khaybar, the conqueror of Khaybar. Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When Umar Farooq, Amirul Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar entered. Remember then? He was giving different portions of Palestine. He said, you Sahabi, you look after that area. You look after that area. Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anhu warda was given the honor that you will look after Gaza al-Mubarak. Those are the contribution of Sahaba. You should be learning this. And remember in our past century, go learn the name of these three people. Mufti Amin al-Husseini, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, and what contribution he made for the liberation of Palestine. There was a Mujahid Abdul Qadir Husseini. The Spaza Abdul Qadir Husseini is sitting in front of you. We just fake, you understand? Fake meaning compared to them, you understood? We want to get the water pistol also, we finish, you know that. They were giving their lives, remember that, for the liberation of Palestine. And then you have Isuddin al Qassam, so the Qassam Brigade. He's a Syrian. And then you must remember he told them that we're going to wage war against you, the British. Then the French came and they put him a death sentence. He ran away from Syria and came to Haifa. And lo and behold, he revived the whole jihad spirit. Imma al-Zafar wa imma al-Shahada. We will either fight and we'll be victorious or either we will take our martyrdom and finish. So that is how I called it the Qassam Brigade. In conclusion, my honorable listeners, brothers, sisters, children, today is a Mubarak day of Friday. Next week, Thursday, Friday is a historic day for South Africa, for Palestine, for the Ummah and Muslimah. Remember in the International Court of Justice, the ICJ, South Africa is not a Muslim country. I got no time for politics and what have you, but what is the truth we have to speak? So remember that South Africa is not a Muslim country. It's not an Arab country. It's a non-Muslim country. But our Minister of Foreign Affairs, Minister Pandor, you must remember, we must salute her. In her heart, she could not tolerate this. And she said, we will take this Jutlas, the Zionist apartheid terrorist regime, there to the International Court of Justice and made an urgent application. And they accepted it. And the city will be this Thursday, Friday. I beg you, I appeal to you, every day read two rakat salat. Read one surah yaseen. Raise your head today between Asr and Maghrib. O Ummat Muslimah, cry to Allah. Ya Allah, give us success. Let them be known that they did ethnic cleansing. They committed genocide. They murdered our babies and our children. And they murdered more than 22, 23,000 of our people, majority of them civilians and so forth. So that much, inshallah, we all will do that, inshallah. Inshallah, don't make inshallah here, yeah, and then we just go outside, we see our wife and we forget everything. 
So you must remember, get everybody involved, inshallah, and cry to Almighty Allah. I just translated today's khutbah now. Molana, I'm finished, you come. So Molana got some announcements, I think. So today's just translated, gave the khutbah in Makkah. They will make big, big dua. Look at the shame and the disgrace of the Saudi regime and the imams of the haram. He made dua for Aqsa. He made dua, you understand, for Palestine. But he could not use the word. No imam in Makkah is allowed to use the word Yahud. Why MBS will get upset? The Murtad bin Shaitan. Look at the shame and disgrace we are living in. You must remember. Our Haramain, and you can't use the word Yahud. Is that not an indictment upon us? Think properly where we are, brothers. I translated for over 20 years. You must remember that. So that is where we are today. These are the challenges Aqsa al-Mubarak is facing. Oh, Ummah, Aqsa is crying. Palestinians said, we will give our life bidam, biruh, nafdika ya Aqsa. We will give our blood. We will give our life for you, Aqsa. We will fall. You must not fall. That is the iman. Where is my iman and your iman? Oh, our brothers, sisters, cry for Aqsa al-Mubarak. We have the opportunity. Our government is also in our favor, which is a very big thing, remember this. Our Muslim countries, you must remember, you speak like this, they lock me up straight away. May Almighty Allah, Jalla protect the Haramain Sharifain, protect Aksan Mubarak, grant our Mujahideen victory. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil